this F1 Indie Girls with Soraya and Sherelle. We are two girls who love Formula One and IndyCar. Let's get right into our AlphaTauri season recap. Yes, I do realize I just said AlphaTauri and not their new name, but I'm feeling that way today. <laughs> um, but before we start, we have some news, of course. Not very much, just a couple things. The Drive to Survive is coming out on February 23rd. Loki kind of excited to see what they've done because I feel like there was so much going on this past season, especially with Alpha Tower. I'm excited to see how they've portrayed that. Um, and then IndyCar side, David Malukas broke his hand mountain biking, had to have surgery earlier today, and his status for the season opener at St. Petersburg remains unknown for the time being. And F1 fans out there will be like, wow, this sounds like Lance Stroll. And that was exactly our thought. <laughs> yes. Literally our thoughts. Um, kind of sad that he had to go and break his hand a couple weeks before the season starts. Like, what was he thinking? Don't know, but I'm not happy about it. Um, and we have some liveries that came out this week. We have an IndyCar livery that came out. Aaron McLaren released their three cars. Um, what are your thoughts on those? Um, so we'll go order my, I mean, I like them all, but definitely have like a order. Um, David Malukas's, um, I like I like it, but I don't know. Compared to the others, I feel like the papaya and blue just don't look quite as good as the other cars. Um, <clears throat> Pato's I like. It's very much what we're used to with the papaya and black. Um, How was his car last year? Yeah, I was like, we're... is what he's pretty much had since being in IndyCar. Um, but... Alexander Rossi's car looks so good. It is probably my favorite. Probably one of my favorite liveries that I've ever seen, honestly. Like, it just looks so good with the um, papaya and the white and black. So, that's my thoughts. Um... I'm gonna. I don't want to sound hateful, but I don't really like David Malukas's car. Um, if they would have done what they did last year with Rossi's car and done a lighter blue, mm -hmm. that I feel like would have been better. I couldn't remember yeah. if this was the lighter. I will blue. definitely agree. I do like the lighter blue. The lighter blue always looks good with the papaya. I don't know why they did the dark blue. Like I, it's I like a like shade of blue, but I don't. It's just not it. Yeah. Like, anytime I think of McLaren, I think of papaya, black, and light blue. Yeah. Like a sky blue. Yeah. And I was like, oh. You know, and everyone was like, oh, it's blue and papaya. Not expecting that blue. Not a fan of that one. Mm -hmm. um, Pato's, I feel like it was very much the same as last year's car. And I was like, okay. Like, that's cool. <laughs> but when they started, they started off with Ross's car. And I feel like nothing beat Rossi's car. I am absolutely, absolutely in love with his car. I love the white and the black and the papaya. And it's, 
there's just something about it that just makes it go together Mm -hmm. and it makes me just i would marry that car if that was a thing i would marry that car that car is so beautiful so sexy love it (laughs) (laughs) um oh but also like it's rossi and i love rossi so i guess i just i guess it's a win-win situation i love pato and pato's car is good too i like them all just not a huge fan of david's car Mm -hmm. Next, we have Alpine releasing their car. And to say the least, I was kind of disappointed when they kept showing us hints of all this pink camo. And then their car has pink camo. No pink camo. I was like, don't tease us with it. That is such a disappointment. (laughs) Do it. Um, But out of the two that they showed, because they did a mostly blue and a mostly pink. I prefer the pink and blue over the blue and pink. Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay. I know that a lot of people have not loved that so many of the cars, like deliveries, have so much carbon fiber and stuff and have a lot of black. But on the Alpine, I thought it looked so much better than last year's. I like that there is more black to it this year um, and not so much of that blue. That is my personal opinion on that. I know I will probably, you know, have many people disagree with that. But I thought it looked a whole lot better in last year's car. I'm, like, pulling up pictures right now to, like, look at it. The two options were wherever there's pink, there's their other option is to have that pink be blue. Mm-hmm. And looking at them side by side. I definitely prefer the pink, black, and a little bit of blue over the blue, black, and a little bit of pink. There's just something about the pink and blue that I'm just like... But yeah, I'm like, I think it looks so much better than last year's. I'm looking at it side by side and it's just... I like, I don't know, sometimes when the cars, when they put all black... Like, more black on the cars. I feel like there's just... It's more of, like, an aesthetic to me that I'm just like, oh, this is more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Also, can we just say their race suits low-key look so cool? Oh, yeah. Like, the, like, ombre colored down the side. Yeah. I low-key love it. Yeah. Like, nothing else really changed except for that. Yeah, for the side. But it looks... Oh, speaking of um, race suits... Arrow McLaren's race suits look exactly like McLaren's F1's Except race they suits. they missed the little bit of orange on the leg. Yeah, the little the bit little of orange. The little bit of, I, I guess I should it's say papaya. papaya, not orange. It's papaya. But they both, I'm still just, I don't know how I feel about them. Like, I see a, one driver with it and I'm like, okay, they pull it off. And then I see another one and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like that that's disgusting. Please don't. So it's just like, I, I don't know if it's because like, Lando, my personal opinion, someone might come at me for this, but Lando looks good in it. Pato looks good in it. Rossi looks good in it. But you put David and Oscar, and I'm just like, ugh. Like, and I'm ugh. like, I love them both. I love them all. But, but no. <laughs> I just, ugh. And then our next one that launched is the Alpha Tauri, which is, sorry. The Visa Cash App RB F1 team launched their car. B car or RB. Uh, I don't even know what to call them at this I don't even moment. know. But I hate their car. I don't hate it. 
I do not like their car. <laughs> See, I'm I like, there's something, I guess like we it. like the aesthetic of the black, because everyone else is like, yeah, it's color, it looks so good. I'm like, meh. Like, it's fine. Once again, for it, me, I feel like, I think it's the blue. Yeah, it's like, the it's the shade, shade of, of blue. blue. <laughs> I liked their old blue. I really liked the dark yeah, blue, similar to like the, almost the Red Bull color, but not that dark of a blue, but it yeah. just, but the, yeah. oh, it was beautiful. It was phenomenal. And so I'm like, I don't love and now blue it's just, on this. The blue is not, it brings back the 20, like the early 2000s car, like before, like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. That's what their car is giving me, but with the different shade of blue. Like the whole bowl on this side is just looks so weird because for one, the bowl should be red because it's a red bowl, and that's how yeah, you I'm know. like I miss the Alpha Towery and the like, Alpha Towery symbol, symbol with the bowl like, like halfway out. That yeah. looked nice, but just the bowl being white, I'm like it needs to be red. Because that's what it is on the Red Bull car. That's what it is on the Red Bull cans. Like, that's, that's literally what it is. And it almost looks, feels like part of it is they are copying the Red Bull in mm-hmm. a way. And yeah. I don't know if I'm quite a fan of, quite a fan of it. Yeah. If I'm being it's not honest. my favorite, honestly. I don't hate it. But I don't love it. But I don't love it. I will say the race suits, though, I actually kind of like them. Minus... The huge Visa Cash app on the front. But there's something about white race suits that just mm-hmm. looks so clean. Yeah. I think we said this about Williams, too, because yes, their race suits, mm, phenomenal. So far, they have the Williams. So far, the they I love theirs. Um, um, next one, we are given Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Which, um, okay, their car is, like, identical in looks to last year's car. It has a different shade of green. That's basically all it is. But, like, other than that... And the um, logos are in different spots. Yeah. But other than that, they're basically... They have some new logo. They have some new sponsors this but year. Like, other but, other than that... much the same. Like, Which ones were, the design the of the car from the outside. They went more of, like, a green versus, like, a teal, teal green. Teal green, yeah. Is what they went to. Yeah, but other than that, like, they look, from the outside, the car itself looks fairly similar. Pretty much the same. And then we have Ferrari, which they did today. It looks so good. There's something about the red with the white and the yellow, and it's just with the stripes. Yeah, it looks Phenomenal. I love it. I would marry this car if I had the chance. <laughs> like you and your marrying of cars. <laughs> it's so beautiful though. I I don't know. I really like the outline of the number and they used to just have an all white number. Mm-hmm. But this year they outlined the it with the yellow, yellow and then they yeah, put and then the stripes. Yellow and um white stripes. I think on the it. white the yellow and white stripes mm. really just mm. The red is kind of more of like a it's like a darker red. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to like look at a shade spectrum, it's like 
uh, one above the one that they did last year or two above. Like, mm-hmm. it's really nice. I also really like the red on the wheels. Yes. Yeah. And the race suits. Oh! I'm in love. <laughs> I love Ferrari. <laughs> if you can't tell. But the race suits, they did the red, of course, with the white and yellow, yellow stripes. stripes. And then the numbers on the back, or they don't put them, they had the names on the back. Yeah. They used to put numbers on the back, but now it's the names on the back with all white and the stripes going around. Mm-hmm. And then the um, fireproof is red in the front, white in the back with, with numbers, numbers in red outlined in yellow. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Like, say less. Say less. Like, mm. I'm looking at pictures and oh and the gloves the gloves also changed to having a yellow and white stripe down two of their fingers yeah i like how i notice a lot of the little details oh we forgot to mention the race suits for aston martin um they didn't change yeah it was like (laughs) aston martin really didn't change much but those are pretty much what we have as you can tell Ferrari and um, the Aero McLaren's car for Rossi are my favorite this season. It's mm-hmm. just final. Oh, and McLaren's car. Their car also is mighty fine. Um, but we have three more uh, car launches left, which is crazy to me because I feel like we've just started with car launches. But we have Mercedes and McLaren tomorrow. Um, so for those of you who don't know, we are recording this on Tuesday. It comes out Wednesday. So, so I guess today, be today for those they come out listening. today. Yeah. yeah. For those listening on a Wednesday, they come out today for us. They come out tomorrow. And then we have Red Bull on the 15th. And they are the last one. Yes. I, I, I almost want to like predict these. I thought it was funny. Sorry. I, like, oh, you're good. Um, but I saw this somewhere that if you put the car launch orders in like reverse order it's like your championship order almost it's close. like a prediction oh of the prediction a for prediction of, yeah i and mean like, mm. we can switch mercedes and ferrari and, and then, then i'd be okay <laughs> maybe you could switch ferrari with mclaren you know ahead of mclaren mercedes. Mm-hmm. and then it'd be like red bull Arari, McLaren, Mercedes, and then the rest of them. I'm good with McLaren being in second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a Ferrari fan. But at the same time, it's it's a hard, they're always so yeah. hard to choose from. But predict, we're going to do predictions because I feel like that'd be so, what are we thinking Mercedes is going to do? Black or silver? Mm. Those are really, I'm gonna say are black. they going to do black for Hamilton's last season? I think black. I think they look better black, honestly. See, I like the black, but there's something about the silver when they do it the right way that I'm like, hmm, I vibe with this. Yeah. As I'm looking at two silver cars in front of me and a black car also in front of me. But I hope they add a little bit more of their, like, bluish green, like, you know, their... The teal-looking color? Yeah. I can see that. Um, we already know what McLaren livery looks like 
Yes. So there's no guesses there. Um, Red Bull. They're going to look exactly the same as they always Red Bull, I don't think, has changed in so many years. And if they change, I think the only thing that changes is the sponsors. Yeah. And where the sponsors go on the yeah. car. Other than that, I don't think they're changing. Yeah. There's like, they may be like the slightest shade different. Like, but... last year they're like, oh yeah, we changed the color. And everyone's like, mm, uh, doesn't look like it. <laughs> the color, I feel like they're like, oh yeah, we went darker this year. And I'm like, you did what now? Because it looks like you stayed the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's basically all the news we have. There's our last predictions. I feel like we should have predicted all of the cars, but it's a little late for that one. Maybe next season. Um, we have our history of Alpha Tauri, and then I will go over the season recap. I should will go over the history. I will go over the season recap like usual for Alpha Tauri. And then we'll and... do our driver rank. I was going to say, ranking the drivers is going to be a whole lot harder this time because there's so many of them. There's four of them. We have four drivers to talk about. And it's going to be interesting. Yes. I'm going to start thinking now because I feel like I never know when it gets there. <laughs> so as you talk about the history, I'm going to think about my rankings. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, history. So, the team started out in 2006 after buying Minardi. They started out with the Toro Rosso name, which is literally, I think, I think Italian for Red Bull. I think it is. So basically, <laughs> Imagine that. They were Red Bull with a different name. Uh, <laughs> Their um, suit said Red Bull. <laughs> Um, so that year they were the only team to retain the restricted V10 power and they were able to challenge the Red Bull team. They're both new teams. Um, and they got their first point with, I'm going to butcher this name. Oh, just, yeah. Good luck. Lucy in the US. I'm like, that's, I know pronounce wrong. So just don't, you know, oh. come at me for that. I know. I was like, I don't even know where you're reading. Um, in 2007, they kind of started the year out poorly. Um, they had 13 retirements within the first 10 races. That's so sad. And then halfway through the yeah, season, 13. Never mind. There's two drivers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, when I first read it, I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. Two I'm drivers, sorry. So. Um, and then halfway through the season, they replaced um, Scott Speed with Sebastian Vettel. As you should. And then they got their best result in China, where they got eight points. And then going into 2008, um, Vettel takes the team's maiden pole and victory at the Italian Grand Prix. Um, and they score points consistently in the later part of that season. They finish sixth in the standings, beating Red Bull that year. Um, in 2009, they had a slow start. They introduced some major upgrades partway through the season, but it's just not enough 
to prevent them from finishing in last that year. Rip. Yes. <laughs> I was like, to go from beating Red Bull to then last. Um, 2010, they were able to frequently reach Q2 in qualifying. But when it came to the races, they not so good. Um, they were able to get some points, but just races where they actually got points were few and far between. They Their best finish of the year was in 8th place in Canada, and they finished ninth in the Constructors. Um, 2011, um, they had a promising start to the season. They scored more points in the first half of the season than in 2010. And then they celebrated their 100th race with two top 10 finishes. Um, they barely missed out on 7th in the Constructors that year by just three points. And then going into 2012, it was another rough year. They scored um, just six points in the first half of the season. The second half of the season, they were able to show a little bit of improvement and scored at six of the final 10 races. Um... 2013, they had a handful of top 10 finishes. Um, They had a 6th in Canada and 7th in China and Italy. Um, Going into 2014, they switched from Ferrari to Renault Power units. Um, And they regularly make Q3, but rarely do they get points in the races. Um, They finished... Sixth at Singapore, which was their best result, and they finished seventh overall. One thing I noticed while looking into their history is they finished seventh a lot. <laughs> um, then going into 2015, they went into 2015 with the youngest driver lineup ever in the history of F1. Um, and they were able to impress from the very beginning. Um, they often, you know, upstaged the Red Bull team, but reliability kind of came into play, and it made it so they only finished seventh that year. Um, 2016, they were often in the top, like contending for the top ten. Um, but partway through the season, they lose young Max Verstappen to Red Bull. And they kind of lost some momentum after that. But they were able to hold on to seventh in the Constructors. Um, They had four sixth-place finishes, which was their best result that year. Um, 2017. 2017. They finished seventh again. Was a year full of driver changes. As Carlos moved to Renault partway through the season, and Danny Kvyat was mm. dropped, so they ended the year with Brendan Hartley and Pierre Gasly. Yes. I was gonna say, I feel like that's another common theme we see in their history is they often have driver changes partway through the season. Mm. Um, it's like three different ones. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Then going into 2018, they transitioned to the Honda Power Units. Um, they kind of were testing this out for Red Bull, who would be making the switch in 2019. Um, Pierre secures the best result of the year for them with a fourth place in Bahrain. And they finished ninth in the Constructors that year. And then going into 2019, um, they enjoy their most successful season um, to that time, scoring 85 points and securing sixth in the standings. Um, we saw a driver swap partway through the season, seeing Pierre return halfway through after being demoted from Red Bull. And obviously, Alex Albon kind of traded him seats there. Um, I think Pierre took that a little bit personally. And after he went on to get his maiden podium at Brazil. Um, and then 2020, mm, they emerged as a true midfield um, contender with a new name as they switch from Toro Rosso to Alpha Tauri. They score more than 100 points. 27 of them came at the team's like home race at Monza um, where Pierre got his maiden win. Oh, can I just interrupt and say that was the most beautiful race win like ever for Alpha Tauri. Pierre also what an amazing race from him. But like to see him podium, oh I was it broke my heart in a good way. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. And then his after everyone leaves the podium and he just sits there, he's just crying, holding the trophy in his hand. And I was like, okay, we can be done now. <laughs> And then, let's see, going into 2021, they move up another place in the standings and finish sixth. Um, Pierre got a podium in Azerbaijan and scores points in just about every race he finishes that year. Um, obviously, we had Yuki Sonoda join him that year as a rookie. Um, it took Yuki some time to adjust. But he did manage to get a fourth place at the season finale. Um, and then going into 2022, they kind of dropped back again. They finished ninth in the standings um, with just 35 points. Their best finish was a fifth place in Baku that Pierre got. So that's kind of leading up to 2023. Soraya will now go over kind of what their year looked like last year. Um, to say the least, it was eventful. They started the season with Yuki Sonoda and Nick DeVry. And Nick DeVry was not performing. He constantly was underperforming compared to Yuki, and Red Bull was like, we're not happy. happy. Helmet Marco was also like, what the heck are you doing? Like, come on, bro. Okay, that's already said, but that's been my thing to say this <laughs> this week. And they were like, the summer vacation happened, and they were like, Nick, you are gone. And they brought in 
Daniel Ricardo. He was the reserve driver for Red Bull, and they were doing some driving or testing or whatever during summer. And they really, Danny really, really impressed them. And they're like, Danny, take the seat. Nick is leaving. Danny took the seat. First practice that Danny was in. Decides to hit the wall and break his hand. Didn't even get a chance to race. And then they call in Liam Lawson, who is the Alpha Tauri's reserve driver. And he races, and he they were like... For one, Liam got barely any practice in, and then raced, and did a phenomenal job that race. I don't remember which one it was. And he ended up racing five races... And Danny came back towards the end of the season. They ended up in 8th place with 25 points. Yuki was in 14th with 17 points. Danny was in 17th place with 6 points. Liam Lawson was in 20th place with 2 points. And Nick was in 22nd place with 0 points. And Yuki and Danny both got the opportunity to um, get some fastest laps. So they had two fastest laps. And I think I was surprised when Yuki and Danny were did, had the fastest lap. Because I was like, that is not an Alpha Tauri thing to do. This is going to get confusing. So bear with me um, reading some of their other stats that they have because of four different drivers racing. So Yuki Sonoda outscored or out raced outperformed outperformed his teammates <laughs> 14 times where Nick outperformed Yuki two times, Liam outperformed Yuki three times, Ricardo outperformed Yuki three times. Yuki Sonoda outqualified Nick, Liam, and Daniel 16 times. Where Nick outqualified Yuki twice, Liam outqualified Yuki once, Daniel outqualified Yuki three times. And then Yuki's best race finish was eighth. Nick's best race finish was 12th. Liam's best race finish was 9th. Daniel's best finish was 7th. Yuki's highest grid penalty... Penalty? Wow. <laughs> highest grid position was 6th. Liam? No. Nick's was 12th. Liam was 10th. And Danny was 4th. Yuki had two DNFs. And one did not start. And Nick had two DNFs. And Liam and Daniel both had zero. Another fun fact. Yuki Sonoda. 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 Wow. Yuki Sonoda had his first opportunity to lead a Grand Prix for a couple of laps this mm -hmm. season. Which I think was a shock to everybody, 
I think everyone was cheering on Yuki. And he did a phenomenal job holding his position for those lead laps. So go Yuki. I feel like Yuki had a phenomenal season. We see him next year, or this year, in 2024. And we see Daniel Ricardo as his teammate. So, mm-hmm. after all of the mess that they have had with three different drivers and one stable driver, I think AlphaTauri did the best that they could this season with everything they had going on. Definitely a little bit of a disaster, if I say so myself. Um, I don't know whose turn it is to rank the drivers, but I will go because if I don't to lose it (laughs) i am ranking yuki a solid six to six and a half i feel like he had a really good season he really pushed that alpha tari to its limits i feel like i say that for a lot of the drivers but yuki was able to get his first fastest lap pretty sure he got driver of the day a couple times and was able to lead a race which i don't think we've seen an alpha tari do in a while Probably since 2020. I don't think we've seen an Alpha Tauri. I could be wrong. But it's been a while. And so it was really, really good for Yuki. I think he had a good season. He also, through having three different teammates through the season, was able just to keep his head, like, I almost want to say, like, on a swivel. I don't know if that's the right word. But he was able just to keep his head and be able to focus and be like, okay, whatever's happening over there, cool, whatever, but I'm going to focus and do the things that I need to do. I was really proud of Yuki for that. And then we'll move to Danny. And under the circumstances and the short time Danny was here, I'm giving him five and a half. Um, I feel like he also, with the short time that he raced, also did a really good job did have a couple bad races where he was kind of towards the back trying to get back into racing when he was coming from his surgery, which is understandable. Um, but he also did put that Alpha Tari in some pretty good places and some high places. So that was good to see. Liam, I'm giving him a six and a half to a seven. He really... Um, what's the word? Impressed me as this was his first time racing an F like an F one car, and with such short notice, was able to perform really well. Um, and he overall did really good and performed very well in the short time in the five races that he raced. Nick DeVries. Um, I hate to, like, I feel like this is so mean, but I'm giving him, like, a two. He definitely, in the beginning of this, you know, he was just super, like, such a high, like, oh, Nick DeVries is joining, like, he was doing so good for Alpine, you know, really performed well. It was Alpine. It was Williams. Williams. One of the two, I can't remember. And I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Like, he did pretty good when he was doing stuff with the Williams. And then he comes to Alpha Tower and he was 
constantly at the back, constantly crashing. I mean, the amount of times people were like, Nick De Debris, like as in debris all over the track, because that's what he did, is put debris all over the track. There was even an F1, who was it? On the radio that was like, oh yeah, debris behind you. And they were like, really confused. He's like, I didn't see any. And he was like, no, Nick. And they're like, oh. Anyways, besides the point. His name's interesting. But he just really didn't perform as well as I think everyone was expecting. I feel bad that he ended up getting dropped halfway through the season. But if Red Bull's one of the... Red Bull and AlphaTauri, if you're not performing well, they've seen it before. You're not performing well, you're going to get kicked off of the team. Like, mm -hmm. it's just... That's how Red Bull and AlphaTauri are. They are very competitive. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with Helmet Marco and everything. And ha so I was just... Not super impressed with him, but I'm really glad he's still into racing, and he is. What is he racing now? Um. Oh, I can't remember. I will think of it. Um, is, it, is he doing Super Formula Formula E? I don't remember. We're gonna look it up, and as I look it up, Cheryl can give her thoughts. Okay, I swear I'm not copying you. <laughs> it is. I feel like this was one of the harder ones to do, and of course. It looks like I'm just going to copy you, because, but it is what I was already thinking. <laughs> he races Formula E. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm assuming that's what FE stands for. Yes. So, um, so <laughs> my thoughts. Um, I was going to give Yuki six, six and a half. Um, I feel like he's done a good job with the chaos that kind of has been Alpha Tower this year. Um, very true. And set kind of a good benchmark. Um, kind of showed us, you know, what we could expect from them. Um, and I feel like it's always so hard to like compare them because like they're all in different cars, and so it's like, well, from what I see of this car, obviously this person was, you know, able to do this with it, so it's like. Um, let's see what else. Danny, I was going to give probably about a six as well. I feel like, you know, to come in after having lost his seat at McLaren last year and then not having a seat at the beginning of the year and then coming in, breaking his hand, and then, you know, having to wait for that to heal and then be able to get into the car. I feel like overall he did a good job after, you know, Again, the kind of craziness that his year was um, to go and get some points in those, you know, races. Um, I feel like, you know, and there are times, you know, he was out qualifying Yuki who had been in the car all year. And so I feel like those, you know, he did a good job. Um, Liam, I was going to give um, seven. I, again, really impressed me coming in, like, you know. Short notice. Short notice. Coming in, you know, had already missed the practice session um, or two, and then to just jump in, race that weekend. Um, and then just, he did a phenomenal job in the few races that he did um, to help. Alpha Tower get some points. Um, 
and, you know, was really right up there with Yuki, who, again, who had been in the car all year. Um, and so he, he really impressed me. Um, and then Nick, I'll give him, I was also going to give him two. Maybe I'll be nice and give him a two and a half. <laughs> um, Nicer than me. But like you said, just, there was so much expectation around him after he filled in at Williams last year and got his a point there for Williams. And so everyone was like, oh, he's going to be so good. Um, and then just to come in and to, you know, kind of, you know, not be able to match Yuki and just be, you know, so far behind. Um and maybe we built up too much expectation to begin with, but yeah, it was kind of just disappointing after, you know, all the talk in the beginning. Um, yeah, and then... Oh, I forgot to rank the team overall. Yeah, I was going to say team overall. I'll give them... Five and a half, six. I feel like it was just... Can I just say I second that right there? That's my team ranking because it's literally what I was saying. It's just like (laughs) it's been a year full of like ups and downs. They had drivers coming in and out and like they I'm sure did the best they could for what they've got. But then, you know, you've got a team with the same power unit who is always like 20 seconds ahead of everybody else. Um, and you just, you'd expect them to be a little bit closer to Red Bull, but they are so far down the order that it was like, like, I get they're not, you know, Red Bull, but they are like a sister team and you'd expect them to be a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like overall it was, like, it was a fine year, but it wasn't anything like stand out about it. Yeah. I second that. I really don't have anything else to say. More to add. Except I second all of it. Um, That's pretty much all we have for this week. Next week, we will give our thoughts on Mercedes, McLaren, and Red Bull car watches. And we will go over our stake f1 team and hoss season recap and that will be the last of our season recaps yep and then i was like really it shows how close we're getting to the start of the season because after that we have our 2024 season predictions predictions. for both indycar and And f1 f1 there'll be two different episodes though yeah we'll do one for each and then that fourth one will be our Bahrain Grand Prix. We have testing before. Oh, Bahrain. wait. Testing. I think. Let oh, me... Yeah, I, I was like, are we doing an episode on testing? I can't remember. Let me look at our calendar real quick. I'll look. You look that up. I will look. I know it's coming up. Um, Racing... Testing is the 21st to the 22nd. Yeah, I was like, we do have testing before things start. Um, but 
And then Bahrain. We is have our the two prediction episodes, and then so Bahrain our scene is this again. weekend. So then we have our. It'll be our Bahrain recap. Yeah. So, so it four is. episodes from now will be our Bahrain three. Steak. Oh no, we are doing two predictions. predictions. No, we're doing we're doing predictions the week of testing. We're doing predictions the week of testing. They will both be done that weekend. They'll both be done. Yeah. So I we mean, have steak. So it is two three predictions. Weeks. It's three. Guys, three we're so close. <laughs> We've got two. We have three weeks, basically. Like, okay, a week and a half. Week and a half. A week and a half, and then we're into race week. And we're into race weeks. I am so excited. And the fact have... that we will be able to say it's race week. I'm so excited. Again, I've missed it so much. Like, when we do our predictions, the next episode I was like, from us predictions is, Rain, is race week. Is race week. And yeah. then we go into Bahrain. I'm so excited. So, predictions is in two weeks. Yes. And that Saturday is the, is race, the race. Yeah. Because it's a Saturday race this year. Yeah. Bahrain and Saudi Arabia are speaking races. So, we're so close. We have about a month to less than a month before IndyCar starts. Because they start a couple weeks after. Yes. Yeah. I was like, well, actually, they have one race this on the tenth. So we have like around. So a, we've got a little an less extra, than a month. Yeah, a little less than a month, and then you can hear all about IndyCar. Yes. And F one, and they will be two separate episodes. So you'll have two episodes every weekend that they race together. You'll have two episodes. And then the weekends that they're not together, because sometimes it's F1 or IndyCar or IndyCar or F1. You'll just have whichever. Yeah. And we'll let you know. And then we've also decided that once the season starts, you can still continue listening to the podcast. Yes. But we will also be releasing videos yes. of it. So you could, if you'd rather watch, you can do that. Or listen. you can continue to listen. The videos will probably be a little rough. We're gonna we're trying to figure out how we're doing things um, with our videos and how we're going to record all of it and do everything because it's still in the works. So the first couple of videos might be rough. So we totally understand if you just all you want listen to is the podcast. But no, we will put videos out there if you want to watch them. Yes. So that will be something to look forward to. I'm just in general looking forward to F1 starting And again. I know these last, I mean, throughout the off-season, we've been a little bit more scripted oh, because yeah. we're, like, done research into the history and stuff. But once we get into race season, for the most part, none of that's scripted. We just go straight off of our thoughts and stuff like that. So, we have, like, a couple notes here and there but to keep us, it'll like, be a whole lot less scripted. It's more of a conversation between the two of us um so yeah it'll be a lot better if you it'll be a lot more fun to listen to than these ones have been if you go back to some of our like very first podcasts we did like an austin and um mexico mexico we did brazil Brazil, and we did vegas and and abu dhabi 
So it'll be similar, similar to, to those, those, but hopefully by now we have we, a better a better understanding of how we want to do things. Yeah. I was um, like, and I feel like we're much more comfortable talking talking now about yeah. things, and so we're so it'll, it'll be, be even better. It'll be better. We're excited to have this we're in i say second season of our podcast come out because this is technically yeah i was like well, when season. this thing we'll call it season two when we get season into race two. just Wait. crazy so but we appreciate all of you that have listened and the, that have listened from the beginning and we love all of our new listeners we we're looking yes. today and we have so many new listeners and it makes us so happy so we appreciate every single one of you we love every single one of you. You guys mean yeah. so much to us. And to see you guys' love and support is just absolutely awesome. Yes. And if there's ever anything in particular you want us to talk about on these podcasts, feel free to reach out through Instagram or Twitter. Both of um, them are F1.IndieGirls. Well, I guess no, it's F1.IndieGirls. But, yeah. Feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys as well. Um, yeah, that's been our episode for today. Our avatar recap. Yes. And so we'll see you next week for the Stake F1 team and half season recap. This has been F1 Indie Girls. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.